What is population health? Why do some people become sick while others don't? How do we study and what can we do to eliminate health inequities? Sick Individuals, Sick Populations, the new podcast series from the Interdisciplinary Association of Population Health Science covers these topics and more. Join us. Aresha Martinez Carroso from the University of Chicago. Mike Esposito from Washington University in St. Louis. Daryl Hudson, also from Washington University in St. Louis. Twice a month as we discuss cutting edge population health research with scholars working across disciplinary boundaries. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sick Individuals, Sick Populations, the podcast of the Interdisciplinary Association of Population Health Science. So fun fact, we started this podcast about two years ago, almost to the date, and our very first episode was a preview of our 2020 conference. Um, so we thought, and we did the same last year, almost around the same time we previewed the 2021 conference. So we thought, what better way to celebrate our anniversary than peeking ahead to see what IAPHS has in store for our 2022 conference, which will be held September 20th, 20th through 23rd. And fingers crossed, knock on wood, light all the candles, everything you have to do. Um, we will be live in person in Minneapolis, which I'm sure everyone is excited about. So to help us with the preview of the 2022 annual meeting, we're joined by two of the conference organizers, Drs. Sean Baez and Catherine Thiel. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. It's great being here. So just to start us off for folks who uh, don't know you, could you each introduce yourselves, um, where you're at, what you work on um, to our listeners? Sean, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. So I'm, uh, again, I'm Sean Valles. I'm the director and associate professor in the Center for Bioethics and Social Justice at Michigan State in the College of Human Medicine. And uh, I'm sort of the odd one in these kinds of rooms because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a philosopher by training. Hmm. And so I, um, I, I wrote a book of, in 2018 on philosophy of population health where I sort of wrote about why I think population health is like a hidden jewel inside uh, inside the, like the field of health sciences or something like that, um, and like really works philosophically in every other way too. And so this is like super awesome to be like doing this kind of stuff here. It's like yay, population health science is awesome. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hi guys. I'm I'm. Everyone calls me Cat. Um, I'm a social epidemiologist by training and faculty in Tulane School of um, Public Health and Tropical Medicine which is in New Orleans right now, really hot and balmy. Mm. Um, not always that way. And most of my research broadly focuses on understanding and addressing neighborhoods and their impact on health inequities and how they shape health inequities. Also focusing on historical oppression and structural violence markers that have shaped these neighborhoods to begin with, of course. So I work a lot on you know, social conditions of neighborhoods like community violence, um, positive factors or buffers like social capital, uh, collective efficacy uh, or markers of social capital. Um, and then I work a lot with built environment factors like alcohol availability, food availability and that sort of thing. Uh, right now we actually have a, with my colleague Charlie Brannis and I have a cluster randomized trial aimed at cleaning up vacant lots and homes for violence prevention and health promotion, which is you know pretty exciting to be working in that space and intervening at that level. Um, 
kind of out of our out of my league, but it's it's been really exciting to uh, you know move from the ideologic work I typically do to the intervention piece. So, yeah, great to be here. And I also I should say too, I direct a Women's Center for Health Equity Research and also the Violence Prevention Institute here at Tulane, where we're we're doing a lot in the space of other contexts, policy, interpersonal, um, again, all aimed at addressing inequities in health. We're gonna to have to have you both back as like guests to talk about your work because both very fascinating angles. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into the topic of the conference, but for early career folks like me, um, we also been here about these conference chair things, have no idea how that happened. So can you explain how is it that you got volunteered, got roped into organizing a conference and what is it that you do as a conference organizer? Yeah, I can go first, Sean. Um, well, I have a problem not being able to say no to, <laughs> to much of anything, and especially Roland Thorpe um, and Sue, and you know, just loving the organization. So for me, I was you know excited though to to um, to be a part of the organizing. I you know, IAPHS has really been as an epidemiologist who works in interdisciplinary spaces, a wonderful home. Um, you know, it takes a while to find your home as, mm -hmm. you know, as a scholar, as an academic. And it's always one of the conferences where, you know, I, I can't get enough of the sessions, the conversations. And so it was, you know, for me, easy to play a role in that. And then IAPHS makes it pretty easy to, um, organize and plan the conference with the wonderful work that the committees are doing, uh, Sue, Bevan, and, and just making that easy on us. So, you know, really it was about thinking of, you know, of the theme, organizing around that. And we had a smaller committee um, for the plenary sessions, helping to plan those, as well as a committee to review the abstracts and submissions. And so, um, frankly, it wasn't that difficult. The hardest part is, is you know, finding the speakers and, and getting those lined up. But I think it was, you know, not not a bad a bad gig. So, cool. yeah, so. for 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 junior folks who get invited to do this kind of thing, it's a radically different thing to organize one conference versus another one, depending on what what organization mm -hmm. or what the setup is. And so, like, organizing a small workshop where you have to do everything from like arranging the catering or something like that, yeah. all the way through like sending out invitations, that can be like dozens, even hundreds of hours of work. Whereas um, if you have sort of like a well-oiled machine like IEPHS has and, and like basically with uh, with uh, with Sue Bevan running things like so smoothly, it's a very pleasant process. Although it's, I mean, you don't really do this kind of thing for like the sort of like the cost benefit ratio at, the, at a personal level. It's It's gotta be because you, you you find it valuable. And so like, I think it's, I think it's an awesome topic. It's like, yeah, of course we can say yes. Like it's not, it's not because it's like good for my, career yeah. or something like that just like it's just awesome good service yeah yeah and just like yeah you get to know people cool 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 yeah well well we're very happy that you all decided to take this on and um this year's theme is interdisciplinary approaches for advancing population health equity um so this continues a theme of equity of past conferences and i'm sure um a central part of you all's own scholarship so we're wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you decided on this theme and how you hope to build on some of the past uh, work and, and, and previous conferences and, and, and broader scholarship in general. Yeah, Sean, I can start if you if you want me to. Um, yeah, I think I, I think you. Uh, it was already underway before I, before I came aboard. So um, yeah. so maybe you can sort of start about with um, how it how it came around. Roped him into this. Um, yeah, no, Daryl. I think it. You know, 
last year's theme was focused mainly on structural racism. And I think, you know, we definitely wanted to continue um, the work and, and that's such a, it was a, such a great conference and build on that, trying to hopefully tie in other forms of oppression, but really help us further our work with maybe more tools, more discussion, more debate around how we're doing this work and how we can really move the needle, both scientific and practice oriented. Um, you know, in public health, we definitely have a long way to go to move beyond the individual level to, to systems, right? Like measuring systems, understanding them, their role, um, just asking the right questions. I think we, you know, we can do better. So I think, you know, that was um, the idea is just to help us maybe move in having a few more tools and maybe broaden that uh, structural racism to other forms of oppression too. Yeah. yeah, in my mind, this this conference's theme is sort of why I love IAPHS because, um, you know, in, in summer of 2020 and sort of for like the year or so afterwards, there was like this like surge of like countless statements from professional societies. I was involved in some of them uh, all saying like we reject structural racism and various things like that. Um, and so IAPHS did its conference on that theme too, which is like not surprising. It was totally appropriate. Like that was the thing to do. But then the real test is what do you do this year? Yeah. And so all the other professional societies that are, I work with, or at least most of them, they're they're kind of letting that those efforts flag. Whereas IAPHS is saying like, okay, but for real though, how are we actually <laughs> going to change our profession to do this? And so so show us what kind of methods it takes to do this. Like what what are the techniques? What are the tools? What kind of metrics should we be using? And so like really getting getting into the nitty-gritty of it and not just sort of like letting it be like this, like this abstract idea that's never actually pursued and never actually taken seriously as like like how do we actually change our research agenda? So so I think this is awesome. This is a like a the right continuation from from that theme last year. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And I think coming at it, you know, from the interdisciplinary perspective is, is just so important um, as we, you know, get out, of, get out of our bubbles. I mean, I still have to convince students that, you know, ecological studies are, are worth yeah. to do and the questions we ask are worthwhile. It's, um, yeah. 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 It definitely does feel like so many people did their like structural racism paper or like poverty paper in the last couple of years and then you know went back to what they were doing and it's like who's in it and who's in the fight with us and so yeah 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 it's great i'm glad we're doing that yeah absolutely um so one of my absolute favorite parts of the iphs conference are the plenary speakers i don't know like i've only the other conference I really go to is PAA, which does not have plenary speakers in, in this way. Um, and it's it's fun to, for those of you who haven't gone, it's fun to like go, it's early, but you go and you just get like this almost like rallying cry from one per like from the plenary speaker at the beginning of the day, which like motivates the whole day. So it's really like my favorite part of the conference. And I'm so excited because you guys got some really great rock stars this year. Um, Eduardo Bonilla Selva, Ali Sewell, the whole how we make uh, evidence panel, which is like folks, like there's a journalism person, a foundation person, like a policy expert, like how you all made this happen is amazing. So um, how do you all envision these panels um, and what do you hope they accomplish for the attendees, um, you know, who may have heard about some of these people, but they're also out scope, outside the scope of our field in, our, in some ways. Sean, do you wanna start? Yeah, sure. The, the way I sort of came to this as, um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll share a little secret. I, I generally hate plenary sessions. And so I wanted to, I wanted to make ones that I would actually want to go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is a very small proportion. Like there are some that have really made an impact on me, but for the most part, I don't like them because I, if they, if they're just sort of, um, stage on the stage saying something that they've already said before that's not very interesting it's like i like i'd rather go to my hotel room or mm -hmm. like go go to the coffee hour and talk to talk to colleagues and so um the one thing that i think is really special about the way we arrange these is there's sort of an arc to them mm -hmm. um continuing with the past conference and so the past conferences on structural racism is we brought in um one of the world's leading experts on basically the, the nature of structural racism and methodologies to deal with it so dr bonita silva and so he's going to sort of bring us into from last from the last year's topic to this topic and then from there it's we're going to we're going to go into sort of an arc of how do we think about this kind of evidence how do we actually design things like metrics and choose the right measures and use them in the right ways at the right times and then how do once we actually collect our evidence which is already extremely difficult we have to take all these disciplinary interdisciplinary approaches into account and then how do you actually use it so it's not just going to end up behind a paywall at a journal and never read by anyone and so um and so really having that arc of like all of the 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 entire research process from sort of like conception all the way through um through distribution um i think that's i think that's a really cool thing about and so you actually get something from a benefit from going to all three sessions and sort of seeing how they relate to each other. We've worked very hard to sort of make them um, intermesh in ways that I think conferences generally don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great summary. I know we even titled them what session, theme for session one or is the questions we ask, my paper here, session yeah. two, what we measure, how we do it, and then three, how we make evidence matter. And, and again, kind of hearing from, you know, a journalist too, and, and how we portray and talk about talk about our work is really important. And then, you know, policy folks, um, RWJF has been incredibly um, a wonderful sponsor of IAPHS and, you know, highlighting, we have Vivian Singh from the William T. Grant Foundation who are also doing some great work. And so, you know, just getting these uh, philanthropic groups in the space, cause they are kind of kind of doing a lot of the work. Um, and it'd be great to have someone from NIH who can uh, <laughs> change some of those structures and systems in the conversation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day, right, we'll have, National Institute for uh, Violence Prevention or something. Yeah. And yeah, and, and and like you said, we're trying to expand the conversation. So so um, bringing in a journalist, especially a journalist who's who's embedded in in that in that community where we're holding the conference and in the in the Minneapolis area, um, that was really that was important to us because um, especially mm -hmm. as there's sort of more attention to thinking about um, the responsibility of conferences and the relationship they have to the to the host communities. Um, so that was really important. So, like, so like, what kind, what is happening on the the, the health disparity beat in the Minneapolis area? Because it's quite, it's quite a bit, and a lot of it is very closely tied to to structural racism, um, and also trying to expand a little bit. So, I I felt like I, as the sort of philosopher who's invited to bring in to 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 be part of this, like I should bring in a philosopher and have the have people who do this work on like how do we measure things and how do we actually do it in a responsible way. So, bring in um, bring in one of my colleagues who who works in that area, Dr. Lee McLeans. Well, this all sounds very wonderful. Um, I, I like what Sean mentioned there, just crafting a meeting that you'd want to attend. Because um, so often, the especially the plenaries can be kind of dry and boring, and and to be frank. So I think that <laughs> this this conference, and this is not just from a selfish perspective as an IPHS member, but I really do think that the, the slate of speakers and the sessions that you have lined up as are, are really outstanding. And 
kind of one of the things that, that we mentioned before, like for many people, this might be their first kind of in-person meeting um, after, and we're still in the midst of pandemic. And so we started this podcast sort of, you know, thinking about all the issues that we were grappling with as a society um, related to the pandemic and these issues around racial justice. Um, and so we're kind of curious about if you can, so we've got the the great slate of speakers and this very intentionally planned um, site of sessions. Kind of curious about what, what you all might be thinking about in terms to allay the fears that people might have or concerns that people might have as they come back out, um, get on the conference circuit. Um, anything that you might be able to share with potential participants about measures that you all are taking um, during the conference that you know, we'll use to to protect people as they descend upon um, ascend upon uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it's a great question, Daryl. Um, you know, the board is still debating um, on different measures, but rest assured, <laughs> they will keep us all as safe as possible. And um, you know, and some interesting ones too. You know, I, I mentioned uh, I went to a conference saver, which is about violence and injury prevention in the spring. We had these neat stickers on our tags that also let you know people's comfort level in terms of approaching them, you know, like stay away, give me a hug. I'm fine with that. So um, I think, yeah, safety is first and foremost, but that's still being worked out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can. Um, so I can say that like, as, as an individual, like I, I don't go to conferences these days. I haven't been to like a real conference conference in forever. I went to one workshop once and I sort of regretted it afterwards um, uh, because I wasn't really happy with the, with the measures that were, that were taken. Um, but by contrast, even though I haven't seen what what exactly the plan is going to be, because it's it's still being it's still in flux, and I think that's that's the right call because the the pandemic's um, waves are yeah. hard to predict at this point. Although I feel I feel happy that it's going to happen largely before sort of like traditional coronaviruses season that starts in in roughly October. Or so, um, uh, just just knowing who's involved in in the in the society and what the value system is. It gives me great comfort that, like, I, I, I know that they're going to make a decision that makes sense, um, taking into account sort of like the the broad range of sort of like risks and benefits, and and um, taking into account equity issues and things like that. So, um, so even though we don't know, like, I'm I'm feeling good about about have, I have already booked my my airfare, and I'm not expecting to to change it because I, I have confidence in in this organization. All right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks no, for you. that reassurance. Yeah. Um, and I will, I will, I will make a plug, a suggestion, uh, maybe this actually it might be us cause we're the communications people. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so I, I'm actually not a member of SCR, the society for epi research, but they just had their conference in Chicago and they asked me to do a, a Twitter takeover where I plug like all the best places to go in Chicago, like for lunch. And so if you can find somebody from Minnesota who can do the same for us, because I'm always like FOMO, did I go visit the best lunch sandwich spot, taco bar, sushi hybrid, you know? So um, I, I know nothing next to nothing about Minnesota. So um, please plug the city for us. Um, um, Relatedly, in addition to taking care of ourselves, we also, I don't know about you all, but we are awkward academics. We just like do our very best. And we have been in quarantine and in pandemic for a couple of years. This might be people's first conference in a while. Um, and we might've lost some of those social networking and mingling skills. So 
for you both, um, what are some of the best tips and suggestions you, you have for those of us um, to get the most out of the conference or any just uh, tidbits that you can share about sort of conference plugging things that, that you plan on um, offering for this conference? Kat, why don't we go with you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just came back from SER as well. And so it was, uh, you know, just great to be in person, for sure. I think, yeah, don't be afraid. Like, we're all awkward after <laughs> years of the pandemic. So everyone is feeling the same about approaching each other and, you know, having those conversations um, with an actual human and not a face on a screen. So so don't be afraid to, to keep approaching people as you normally would. And, um, yeah, I think, Sean, do you know, I know there are some things planned for, yeah, for, for assisting in that. I know we have some good mentoring sessions that the mentoring committee has planned. Um, you know, a lot of opportunity, I think, to, you know, keep networking as we used to. And if we don't remember how to do it, it's uh, it's like riding a bike. I think you don't forget once you've done it, you know. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll be important as we're sort of like transitioning out of this out of this phase. Of, no, we're not no, we're not out yet, and I don't think we'll be out 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 in the fall. But I could, you know, fingers crossed that it'll still be we'll still be sort of heading in the right direction. Um, I think giving each other like a little bit of extra um, patience as we sort of figure out the the norms, and so like it's going to be a little trickier to figure out like how far away from each other we want to stand and mask etiquette and things like that. That's, that's all going to be contingent on what the rules are anyways, but even just sort of like the norms around it. And so, um, so it's going to be like an extra hurdle to sort of like go up to a stranger whose work you read and it's like, Oh, I really want to meet this person. Um, I think like everyone should like absolutely do that. It's one of the most important things you can do at a conference is to like make those connections, but to just sort of be like a little extra patient with each other as we sort of try to figure out like what is, human social interaction look like starting now. <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the best things about IPHS is how down to earth people are. And it's a small enough meeting where I feel like you can you can make some meaningful in-person connections. So notwithstanding the awkwardness of many of us staying away from people for the last couple of years, I think um, people will give enough grace um, to to get used to to interacting again in person and always nice to, to see people and match the names on the paper or the screen with the person in real life. Yeah, for sure. Um, so last year we did a virtual podcast episode, like stop in if you were at, at the virtual conference. Um, so I think we might try to do like a live version and just pull people. So if anybody sees us recording you can jump onto the podcast we might find you guys cat sean during and pull aside and if you're not you know putting a uh, putting a out a fire or something so yeah so come say hi to us at least you have friends at least in the, the three of us yeah. yeah it was our very nerdy attempt to to simulate what happens with a person coming off the field of play someone who's just participated in a sport yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our sports intellectual jousting and so catching the IPHS red carpet of, of sorts yeah right coming out of these virtual sessions and we actually had a fun time we had a lot more people than we expected um and people were really interested in sharing their their perspectives and and um, what they've learned during the conference so um we're hoping to do that again in the in the fall um any last things that so we've thought a good deal about um the slave speakers and the sessions 
Is there anything else that our listeners um, and members should know about the upcoming conference to convince them that they should indeed attend? Ernie, this is the time for the secrets. We want the exclusive. <laughs> well, no secret here, but it is great to see people in person. I think it's 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 a good vibe having attended two in person this year. It's just it's it's a hard feeling to to describe. So come and see your friends, your colleagues, meet some new ones. Um, yeah, not a secret, but one important reason to attend for sure. I think one thing that makes this one especially valuable one is I go to a lot of disciplinary conferences and interdisciplinary ones, and the disciplinary ones are great for in a certain sense because you sort of find out what's going on inside your field, but they're not really going to stretch you to sort of learn new topics or to think about things in new ways as much because they're sort of they're designed to to sort of like to to have picked a lane and sort of sticking to that and and sort of like really really running in a certain direction. Whereas if you go to IAPHS, like like I know I'm going to get introduced to to literatures I've never heard of before and to methodologies that I didn't know existed and to scholars who I've never I've never heard of. Um, whereas there's there's a lot less of that at a disciplinary conference, whatever it is, discipline you sort of are part of, or multiple disciplines in my case and many others too. And so. Uh, so I think the the importance of sort of going to this kind of conference and sort of expanding your horizons, especially if the if the topic is meaningful to you, this um, this this idea that we need to sort of develop new methods for for um, for advancing health equity. So if the if the topic interests you, I think this is about as good as you're going to get in terms of ways of exposing yourself to to new kinds of research that you wouldn't have thought of before, maybe even new things you want to do. Yeah, yeah, good point, John. You'll definitely learn something and yeah. get well, That's great. Yeah, I think the the metrics that I always use to to evaluate a conference is did I learn something new? Um, so I think Sean's point about stretching and being exposed to something that might not be in your home discipline is always great. It's always great to, as Kat mentioned, to reconnect with people um, and to make new connections. So that that feeds us, especially if we're the the odd person. That's what I love about IPHS is that oftentimes I feel like I'm an oddball. And mm -hmm. in my home space. So getting to go and um, see and interact with other oddballs in, in this collective space is always a good idea. And it, it kind of reinforces the, the, the reasons why I do the work that I'm doing. And so um, just selfishly, I always enjoy this meeting. It's, it's my favorite. It's grown to become my, my favorite meeting because of the opportunities to connect and the opportunities to learn something new. Um, so unless there's something else that that our conference organizers are, are wanting to tell us um, about this year's meeting. We're really appreciative of all the time and efforts that you all are putting in to contribute to this, this wonderful conference. Um, and we really thank you for joining us today and, and sharing with our listeners and members about what you all have in store for September. Um, for the listeners, we'll be making more announcements and telling you more about the conference as it comes up in September. Um, but in the interim, you can check out more information about the conference at iaphs.org slash conference uh, for more information about how to get registered and what to, what our, our speaker schedule and sessions will look like. So again, we're really appreciate, appreciative of, of Kat and Sean for, for coming on today and telling us about the meeting. And we're really looking forward to seeing you all in person and interacting and um, for now, um, we'll see you all next time. Thank you all. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. Same. See you soon.